Peace, love, and life, family. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, Him Not Them. As always, got to give a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was Lucky Day, Painted. I believe he was nominated for a Grammy. I don't think he won, though, but... um. To see him on his journey and how he's arrived on the scene, I would say. Because I seen a clip on the internet. He was on American Idol. Right? And he was he killed that shit on the original American Idol. This was probably like 04, 05. And he was like like killing that shit. And um, to see him today, I don't want to say mainstream, but you know, getting the recognition that he deserved. It was cool to see that story and to like see progression and how... With enough effort, you know what I'm saying? You can achieve just about anything. But how the family doing? We are here. We are live. Um, still a melanated history month. How about it? You know? Still giving thanks, giving praise and honor to our ancestors and elders. You understand? People that are around us to, you know, deliver us from evil. <laughs> In um in their best way and having and hoping excuse me and hoping that we have the ability to have an open ear, you get what I'm saying, and like just being receptive. Not everything we're going to agree with, but if we dis- if we disagree with everything, we don't learn anything. <laughs> like consistently combating without at least acknowledging that these thoughts or existence existences exist. You find yourself in the loop, you know, or in a hole or in a in a confined box. And we want to open our thinking, open our ability to think, open our ability to receive information and and figure out what we want to do with that information. The information that we finally isolate and hone in on. And I bring that up because with us being almost two months, two full months in 2020, that's like, you know, 50 some odd days or so. In those 50 days, what, what has been accomplished? Like, what, what have we, in what direction have we moved? What have we molded, you understand, to, to use, to utilize in, in times of need? And I don't want to say in times of need as if like, like um, backup money times of need, but like, what are you preparing it for? What are you, what are you crafting this X, Y, and Z for? What is the purpose? And sometimes we know what the purpose is, but we we overlook the steps towards the purpose. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? We put so much 
we put so much emphasis on what we want and how we want it to be, we forget that there's steps required to get there, right? So with the conversations I was having with people around me, it kind of helped me find ways to put that into action along with words. Because sometimes people, as people, we don't recognize our habits. You understand? Like, we do things because we are all creatures of habit. But sometimes when we create those habits, it becomes like a loop. And it's, it's not necessarily moving us forward. We're just kind of moving in the same space. And that can, that can rock us to sleep, <laughs> honestly. And because here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. We have to recognize what's rocking us to sleep. What, what's the mundane routines that's keeping us in those spaces that we're trying to eventually elude or escape from. So I had to uh, go to like my notes because I was like, man, I know I got some information about this because it's just like the updated version of something that I've already thought about or conversed with people about. And it was skipping steps. And then I realized I was like, damn, I've always been saying like the envision, you know what I'm saying? Don't forget the envision. But now I'm at the point where it's like we can't skip the steps to get to the envision. We have to we have to put just as much emphasis on what we on what we want on how we're supposed to get there. <laughs> the journey should be more important than the prize because we already know what we want. We don't know what to expect on the road, and we have to kind of generate some momentum to be able to, um, you know, absorb whatever's coming. You know, like being able, being capable. You know, we have to be be capable. So as I look to the notes, I'm just going to start from the top and just see where it takes us. Um, what often seems boring and unnecessary usually possesses the skill or information that can be vital in the future. What often seems boring can be unnecessary. Usually, I'm sorry. What often seems boring and unnecessary, unnecessary usually possesses the skill or information that can be vital in the future. Yeah, I would say so. We don't we don't think it has as much importance as we would like. Whole time is the most important. <laughs> we we don't take into account. Um, as I equate that to my life, it's like for what I want to do moving forward into twenty twenty. I want to make sure that I don't want everything to be even. I just don't want too many spikes. Some will be higher than others. Some will be lower than expected. But at least it's right at the midline. Trying to stay as even as possible. Like like having like a, I don't want to say a free flow, but it's just like it's flowing. It's just uninterrupted. Yeah, it's going to be hiccups, but as long as it's staying its course, it should be okay. Which is difficult because we got a whole bunch of fuck shit going on that's going to try and knock us off course. But when we're on our way to the end vision and we're we're paying attention to the journey, we can't let every little thing knock us off our rocker. You feel what I'm saying? That's what the opposition do. Like they put us in position where everything just seems to be something when it's really not. And it's not that we put emphasis on it. It's just we're more we, we care more about what others think than how we feel for ourselves. You understand? Like. We have to have all the understanding and feelings for ourselves. 
and stop allowing shit to sway us. So it might not seem necessary at the moment. It might seem boring at the moment. But understand that it's, it's not going to always be that way. Things change. The only thing is the only thing that's consistent is change. You feel me? And as long as we understand that, we should be we should be okay. When we skip steps, we are forced to repeat them at points in the future. That can that can create challenges that can keep us from moving forward. Excuse my phone. Um we might think we're moving fast, we skipping a step, whole time we missing out, we, we prolonging. Instead of creating our own shortcut, we're following somebody else's shortcut and it ended up taking longer than expected. So the whole time we think we're doing a shortcut, we're making our road longer, our, our travels longer. And it's upsetting because I find myself in that often, you know? And I don't want I don't want the family to feel as though that I'm speaking highly. I'm just putting in perspective what should be on our minds at this point in 2020. Here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. We gotta focus on how to, how to get there. We know where we're going, but how are we gonna get there? Skipping steps don't allow us all the opportunities to get there. Sometimes we have to do just do you understand like like the matters the matters at hand we have to do what's required to required you understand like it's it's one of those and I'm, as i as i approach my birthday as well let's be clear pisces season is probably in effect when this installment drops so let's just keep that in mind but as i approach my birthday i just want to create enough energy to withstand what's in front so I can come on the back end. You understand? And I want, I would hope that individuals who understand where I'm coming from take into effect the small steps, take into effect what what it takes to get there. You see me? On the other side of this break, we're going to, we are going to continue <laughs> this conversation. Yes, family, that was Kendrick Lamar, God, off his Damn album. I believe that came out in 2017. Definitely a classic. Whenever I listen to Kendrick Lamar's music, it always reminds me, it puts me in a place to embrace who I am and love where I came from. A lot of times we look at our history or our past and we are ashamed. We are disappointed. Not in not only with what we've done, but how others have treated us and or carried the situation. And with this being Melanated History Month, I want to remind the family that we are not defined by our past. We're supposed to utilize it as a stepping stone or a tool to propel us moving forward, to learn from the mistakes, to pay homage to the ones who laid the foundation for us to make those mistakes or those steps. You understand? 
And it takes a level of oneness and acceptance to do that. Um, with this being February Melanated History Month, there's a few individuals that were born in this month that I want to shed light on. Bob Marley is one of those individuals. Trayvon Martin is one of those individuals. And Sandra Bland is one of those individuals. And Sandra Bland and Trayvon Martin are two individuals who had an early transition in recent history. And I don't want those names along with a lot of others that have that were etched or stitched or stitched or etched and sketched <laughs> on a list of individuals that met early demise because of what the corporation was trying to convey and how they manipulate information and yeah manip manipulate information how they carry certain situations how they make how they project certain types of situations and those individuals' names will always ring bells, especially in the melanated community, simply because we know what happened. <laughs> we know what the truth is, even though we didn't get justice. And ever since that 2013, 2014 time period, even 2015, a lot, a lot of history was made. And I want the family to understand that we, we can't forget that that existed or that time period existed or that individuals were left to be unfortunate examples for us to understand what we're exactly dealing with. And with this middle part of the installment, I want the family to just have an open mind to that because of the because of the history that they're shown, showing us and um, giving to us. It doesn't make it the whole truth. And it's nothing but falsehoods and diluted versions of the truth where we can take the time to educate ourselves and the ones coming up under us parts of the history that were strategically left out to keep us in a excuse me docile or dormant state and i want to talk about slave rebellions and a few slavers slave revolts that we sometimes gloss over because we don't want to ruffle any feathers we don't want to come across as that type of individual Whereas if we taught ourselves all of our history and where we were warriors and where we stood up for ourselves and where we took pride in the individuals that we were and are and still continue to grow to be, we won't allow nobody else to define us. One of the early slave revolts was the New York City conspiracy. This occurred in 1712. Nine, whites, um, nine white deaths were calculated and 30 to 40 melanated participants were in this early slave revolt. In 1836, the Black Seminole War was one of the most successful slave rebellions in United States history. Over a thousand enslaved Black Seminoles, quote unquote, and Indian Seminoles participated in this revolt. They destroyed over 21 sugar plantations in Central Florida and close to 400 white um, Caucasians died. And that was, um, I don't want to just glorify the death part, but if we just think about the 400 that died of these Caucasian individuals that died, think about how many innocent melanated faces and individuals and bodies were tarnished and, and whipped and beaten, just to make an example. And I'm not here to bring up such a dormant, not even a dormant, I take that back, to bring up such a horrific past or history but there's parts of this history where we have to recognize that this still exists. These tactics find new masks 
They find new ways to be delivered. They find new ways to execute the same game plan. And it's important for us to understand where they get these game plans from so we can start to combat them here in 2020. And we also have the Nat Turner Rebellion, where over 70 black participants um, aided Nat Turner, where 57 white deaths were totaled or calculated. And these individuals weren't of the ilk of turning the other cheek. They were tired of turning the other cheek and being shown the same, uh, uh, being shown the same on the other on the other side of their face. You get what I'm saying? And I just I don't want, like I said, to dwell too much on it. I just want the family to understand that we always wasn't subservient. That we actually took time to show who we were and what we were capable of doing outside of just being somebody's property. But in the same breath, when we had these um, seminal, I said seminal wars, that was one of the slave revolts. But when we had these slave revolts, they weren't always as smooth over or easily executed as we wanted them to be. Um, in one instance, it was Gabriel Prosser, um, the Gabriel Prosser Rebellion. This was in 1800. And I quote, Gabriel Prosser was betrayed by one of his fellow followers. He was a blacksmith and his brother was a slave preacher. They recruited over a thousand slaves and hid weapons throughout Richmond, Virginia. The day of the revolt, there was a violent storm and the tools and the weapons that they had were washed away. So this was a revolt that didn't necessarily get a chance to happen because of natural causes. But also one of the slaves that were that was in his camp turned on him. And if you're not familiar with the Materious Manumission, that is um, something that the government put in place where they rewarded slaves for turning in on turning in and turning their backs on other slaves. And we see that now when we have what you call the Uncle Toms and, and the Sambos and the Boulet and things of that nature where people get rewarded for turning on their people. And then you can take another step forward in that and see how the music business is and how certain how certain parts of the entertainment business is. So we have to understand that if if this happened in one time or at one point in history, it could damn sure repeat itself. Because history does repeat itself. And lastly, we have the Denmark Vesey Uprising. This was in 1822. A free man who despised slavery, despised slavery, took inspiration from the Israelites from the Bible. The plan fell through when several slaves became informers, exposing the plot before it took place. Vesey and 130 slaves were arrested. Of these 130, 49 were convicted, 37 were executed, and 12 were pardoned. And you already know who the 12 were that were pardoned. Those were the individuals who helped <laughs> make this great plan that Denmark Vesey had in place go left. And these are just moments in history that, just a few moments in history that I want the family to kind of take into effect. Um, yes, this is not, we're not always going to be in the best light when we uh, scale back the pages of history. But we can also take the opportunity to learn from the experiences that our ancestors and elders uh, put in place for us. And I really want us to not have a fear of what we will discover, you know, that it's okay to be not afraid, but to be unsure 
is when we take time to study what we're unsure of that we realize that we had all of what we needed in the first place and that that fear was just something that we were that we placed in front of us. On the other side of this break, we're gonna close out the installment. What it be like, Stally featuring Nipsey Hussle. Gotta love it. Gotta show the God some love as well. Still can't believe his passing along with Kobe's passing. Um, Pop Spoke's name has been added to the 2020 list. Excuse me. So condolences to his family. It was wild how he met his demise so early. He was only 20 years old. I believe he was born in 1999. Every time I say it and think about it, it's just, it's baffling, to be honest. And we don't understand the value of life. We depreciate the value of the melanated body. And we have to change that. We have to recognize our worth and our purpose and start treating each other accordingly. What it be like, Stally. To close this Alga family, staying on the History Channel, <laughs> we're going to talk about Reconstruction. And Reconstruction was the opportunity that this corporation that we call America had to even the playing field for the recently freed slaves. I talked about the slave rebellions in the middle half so that after we were quote unquote freed, we still had struggles. But there were some glimpse of hope that I want to highlight and just to shed light on. Following the Civil War, President Johnson was impeached and the 14th and 15th Amendments were passed, granting, melanated, granting the melanated same rights to citizenship and protection under the law. President Johnson came into office because Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. When Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, President Johnson came in and the Congress felt it was an opportunity for them to get a jump on what People believe Abraham Lincoln was fighting for, but Abraham Lincoln was an opportunist. We kind of give him credit for a lot of what we have as far as freedoms here in America if you are melanated, but he was just an opportunist. He, he didn't do it for us. He just saw the benefits of what he was trying to accomplish, and we were just, I don't want to say collateral damage, but we just, we didn't, we had, he had more to gain for freeing us than losing us in his own personal war war with the, um, the government and I'll let the family do their own due diligence to research that information but it's out there for us um, with these so yeah so President Johnson became president because of Abraham Lincoln's assassination 
With these new rights, the melanated Americans elected the first senator, first melanated senator, Hiram Rose Revels, um, in 1870, and establishing the first public schools in the South for African American Americans. I believe slavery was abolished in 1865. We didn't know that we were free until 1868, 1867, 1868, and then two years of being free, we had our first black senator. So that just shows you that they might tell us that, oh, you're just a slave, you're just lazy, you're just black. But how was it that these lazy individuals put this country in the platform, put them on the platform and in the position that they're in today? The Freemans Bureau was established by Congress to provide practical aid to the newly freed four million slaves in America from 1865 to 1872. Um, these programs were, were headed by an individual by the name of General Oliver, Oliver O. Howard. And Oliver O. Howard is the general that Howard University is named after. Howard University is one of the most prominent HBCUs, if not the prominent HBCU that we have, and it's named after a white gentleman. Now, to the to his credit, he was an individual that they will call an abolitionist or a left, a leftist, and things of that nature. But we have Howard University being one of the prominent HBCUs, and it's named after a Caucasian individual. And I just want the family to kind of sit with that for a second, and you know really think things through, you know? The Freemans Bureau might been might have been termed the first federal welfare welfare agency. Excuse my phone. Um, despite the handicaps of inadequate funds and poorly trained staffed sturdy trained staff, the Bureau built hospitals and provided uh, medical assistance for for the majority of slaves and poor whites. So we have to also remember that when the slaves were freed, there were still a large number of poor whites in this country. And they were, in a sense, considered niggas, excuse my French. And because they didn't have any money, because they didn't have any power, and because they didn't have any privilege, they were associated with us. And what happened was, once the government seen that, oh, if the poor whites and the blacks get together, they can overthrow us, that's when they started shooting poor whites some bail and that's when they started treating niggas as if they was better when you were just as poor, if not poor, than us. Um, despite the Freemans Bureau's greatest accomplishments, they were the biggest accomplishment was in education. More than a thousand black schools were built. Four hundred thousand dollars were spent to establish teaching training institutions. Excuse my phone hotline bling. Um, among the HBCUs that received aid were Clark, Atlanta, Fisk, Howard, and Hampton. And I just want the family to know that this time period is when we had an opportunity to get things going. And the government could have looked at us as equals instead of as a threat. Because even with us being poorly educated, we were high in skill and in labor because we were doing all the work. So... It's important for us as a community to understand that when they say, oh, blacks are lazy or black people this or black people that, you can just scale back a few pages of history and really see how lazy you weren't and how powerful your um, mental property was, your intellectual property was at an all-time high because you were not only surviving these race, these race wars, but you had to create a living for you and your family. 
And that shows how great our ancestors and elders were to survive and provide knowledge for us to use to fight this beast moving forward. And Reconstruction was a time period that can give us a sense of pride, but also show that they didn't do their bare minimum, but they just didn't put their best foot forward to help us. But even with the little boost that they gave us, we had our first black senator in 1870 by the name of an individual by the name of Harem Rose Revels. You understand? We started establishing these HBCUs. We then established um, the sororities and fraternities that we have. So it's a lot of it's a lot of greatness in our history. It's just it's just a shame. Excuse my phone, family. I don't know why people hit me up every time I'm recording. But it's just a shame that we don't take the opportunity to look at what we've accomplished and appreciate it rather than look at it as just a disappointment. And that's all I really have for us tonight, good family. As I cue up our closing song, I just want us to, you know, take time to be to not to be, but take these this time that we have to motivate not only yourself but someone else not only what you think you want but what you think you deserve you understand like a lot of times we mix our needs and wants and then we forget what we deserve and i don't want us to do that no further i'm your host him not them and if you really want to have this conversation with me you gotta talk to me 30 peace